0: hi we know that the world is going through a hard time with many unknowns during this pandemic and we wanted to help you get your minds off of things by presenting to you AO Storytime Episode 3 Lost Track so please sit back and enjoy and you're in for a ride I was nine years old, living with my mom in Popo. Good morning,
1: sweetie. Did you sleep okay? Yeah, how about you? Actually... I had a really bad dream. I don't recall the specifics of it. But I was distressed because I'd forgotten something important and was struggling to find it. It felt like I was disappearing. I don't really remember. Ayah yeah, You're scaring my granddaughter! My
0: popo called call from the living room. I'm not scared. I have you t- to protect me.
1: Yes, we will always be here for you, Lily. See this locket I have? It has a picture of your grandmother and I holding you as a little girl. Someday, this locket will be yours. And then you'll give it to your child too. According to my grandmother,
0: that locket had been passed down through our family for generations with each new owner changing the photo within. After that conversation, we had breakfast and went through our daily routine. Ama went to work, I went to school, and Popo stayed at home preparing dinner. I didn't know it then, but that locket would hold memories that still haunt me today. The next night, I had a dream. I was reliving one of those formative memories so old you don't even remember it the way it really happened. It was me, as a very, very young girl, sitting on a train with my family. I'm looking out the window, propped up by my mother, to see all the houses and people passing by. It intrigued me, even as a little girl, that we saw those faces whizzing by from the train and never thought of them again. Maybe that's why this memory revisited me. I awoke that night to the sound of a distant steam locomotive whistle. It seemed to pass from one end of the neighborhood to the next, with clinging, reverberating across my room. Sliding out from under the covers, I trudged half-asleep to the window to view what looked like an old-timey railroad. And looking across the street, I saw a man sitting down on our neighbor's lawn. I couldn't see his face, but he seemed to stare right at me. After peering for some time, I resolved to head back to bed. A man sitting on a lawn at 3 a.m. wasn't going to keep me up at night. I was a brave girl, after all. The next morning, my mother looked tired. The dark circles under her eyes and frazzled hair told me so. But I paid it no mind and told my mom about what I saw. I made sure not to sound scared in front of them. I wanted to be brave.
1: It was just a bad dream. I have them sometimes too. Whatever you thought you saw never happened. It's as harmless as a memory. Be careful.
0: If you dream about someone from the past, it means they're warning you of something. My popo called from the living room.
1: Now who's scaring our little girl? You used to give me nightmares when you'd yell at me for showering right after dinner. And that dream was warning you not to do it again. Mom, did you have any dreams again? Yes, I just don't remember it again. (sighs) I don't know why I'm so tired though. I definitely slept plenty.
0: The next night, I had the same dream as the night before. Sort of. I'm on the train that I remembered so fondly that I feel it lurch to a halt. I jolt a little, being such a small little girl, but the adults around me seem unaffected. And then my family stood up and walked out. I scream for them to turn around. I beg and plead for my mother to not forget me on the train, but they keep walking. Their backs turned to me until I'm alone on the train, abandoned. I awoke to sounds similar to the night before, but louder. Once again, curious, I peered out the window and gazed upon that same man in that same post. Except, his perch had shifted from the neighbor's lawn to our lawn. Fearing this mysterious stranger's advancement towards our home, I rushed to my Popo's room to shake her awake and to get him off our lawn. I told you about it yesterday! I told you, he's back! We ran back to my room, my grandmother ready to defend our home from the window with her rubber slippers. But when we got there, there was no one there. That next day, my mother took off from work, claiming she felt weak and was unable to fall asleep the night prior. Her eyes had become sunken in, and she struggled to stay awake at our dining table for breakfast. Mom, did you... did you hear anything weird last night? Is that why you couldn't fall asleep?
1: No, I heard nothing at all. But you know something weird? It was like I was asleep and awake at the same time. Like I was sleepwalking. I felt like I'd forgotten something important. I tried so hard, my head hurt, but I couldn't remember. As I collected my things to go to school, I looked back at
0: my mother, who had already fallen asleep on our couch. I went to drape a blanket on her, and I heard her mumble in her sleep. That night, I continued in the same dream. Hours had passed, and I was still alone on that goddamn train. Hours turned to days, then days to months and months to years. Before I knew it, I had grown old in that train car, peering out the window. Where once I harbored curiosity, I saw nothing but darkness. Then, I felt that familiar lurch of the train. This time, I was old enough to stand my ground against the sudden change in motion. The doors opened and in walked a woman, young and beautiful. This woman was my mother. I could feel it in my heart, but for all my trying, I looked at this woman's face and saw nothing familiar. I couldn't remember what my own mother looked like. Shaken to my core, I woke up to silence. No more of the strange, unseen construction that only I could hear, but that eerie quiet was more unsettling than the noises. Remembering the man from nights before, I crept towards the window and flung open the curtains. There was no one there. Confusion and relief washed over me. Had I really only been dreaming these past few nights? I made my way back to bed when I heard. And from my closet, I saw the outline of a man. I darted under the covers, too scared to even make a noise. Clinging to my blanket, I watched, petrified, as the man, tall and lanky, quietly shook in my closet. Then he slowly stood, and I dove my head under the covers. I could hear the slow, quiet creaks of the floorboards with each step. I heard him move from one side of my bed to the other, then walk out of my room. I slowly lowered the blankets and saw him enter my grandmother's room across the hall. I stayed there for an eternity, ashamed of being so scared. But I couldn't stay hidden while knowing that this man could hurt my popo. I burst from the covers into the hallway and up to her room. After a deep breath, I finally entered her room. I expected a commotion between my Popo and this intruder, but it was only her, staring out her window with her back to me. Popo, are you okay? I I saw the man come in. Where is he? Popo? She stepped towards me.
1: And, and they as she got, got closer, I, mean, yeah. I could hear
0: her say something. Unsettled, I ran out of my Popo's room, hoping my mom could somehow fix all of this and save us. Amma! Help! But no matter where I looked in the house, I couldn't find my mother. Then, I heard it again. Louder than ever before, piercing my head. It was coming from right outside. I went back to the window in my room to see what the sound was. There, I saw a figure, dark and shaking in the middle of the street, feverishly pounding at the ground with a huge mallet. The enormity of the emotions made the body's frame look frail in comparison, like it would break at any moment. I noticed something familiar about the figure. Despite an uncanny sense of panic and dread, I was drawn in. Upon opening the front door, I felt a cold night air, sending chills throughout my whole body. I stepped outside cautiously. With each step closer, the figure seemed more panicked, more obsessed with its hammering. I could begin to make out its thin arms pale and ready to snap. As I drew closer, it also seemed more and more familiar. Only a few steps away, I could hear the figure's labor breathing, as if it were working itself until its chest would cave in, heaving with such difficulty. It was as if knives dragged across its lungs with every breath. Then, I realized why it had looked so familiar. I thought to myself, no, no, it can't be. It doesn't make any sense. When I finally approached the figure, It sensed me there. It stopped hammering. It slowly turned to face me. It was my ama, My mother. Frail and exhausted with wide and crazed eyes peering straight through me. It was so frightening. Seeing someone so close to you become unrecognizable. Grotesque. I turned and ran back inside, just as the sun began to come up. And just when the light began illuminating the streets, my mother collapsed, her body finally giving in to the exhaustion as if all the life had left her. In a panic, I called 911, and a short while later, an ambulance arrived. The paramedics found her in the middle of the street, passed out, surrounded by a trail of trenches that led back to our yard. As they strapped her into the stretcher, my mother woke up and finally saw me. Don't forget me! You have to remember me! Before my very eyes, she began to disappear. Her flesh began to wither and burn as though she had been stretched out under an oppressive sun for weeks. Patches of her hair fell out, with chunks of her flesh peeling off. Help her! Why aren't you helping her? The paramedics blinked at me, oblivious to the disintegrating pile of flesh that was my mother. Please! Please help her! I begged them, but it was pointless. They had no recollection of the woman on the stretcher, and at that point, there was nothing left for them to save. On the stretcher, I noticed something. A small shimmer. The picture locket. I retrieved it, feeling the surprising weight of the object, and opened it. The picture showed me as a little girl, my grandmother, and finally my mother. Except, for my mother's face, the picture was completely faded, as if she had never existed in the first place. That was the last time I ever saw my mother. That was 20 years ago. I'm older now, and have a daughter of my own. She never knew her grandmother as I did mine, and that realization hangs over me as I raise her. I resolve to instill in her the remembrance of those who came before. Here you go, Noi Noi. This was given to me by your grandmother, and now it's yours. Our family has passed this locket down for over many generations.
1: Who are these people?
0: This one in the back was my grandmother, and this one next to her was your grandmother.
1: Is that little girl you?
0: Yes, I'm sorry. You never got to meet your grandmother, sweetie.
1: What do you mean, mom? I see her every night, watching me from my closet.